TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Odyssey celebrates Father's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. It's more than just sports talk. This is The Morning Shift. I'm in. Me too. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. This hour brought to you by Zero Res Smart Lasting Clean. Here's your halftime entertainment on Sunday, Usher. I think it's 1970, just to show you how times have changed. The first singer to perform at halftime at a Super Bowl, Carol Channing of Hello Dolly fame. We ought to to play some Carol Channing when we go to break, just to show you how ridiculous the juxtaposition is. Never even heard that name before. Yeah, she's a Broadway person. The the Super Bowl halftime to- show is really interesting to me because you have people who really just get so upset about who is performing or so happy. I mean, I- oh, a couple. Of, I got pregnant watching Shakira a couple of years ago. Lord have mercy. But then J Lo's out there. It's like, oh, Shakira brought her aunt out there with her. It just wasn't the same. Shakira's just another level altogether. Uh, I've just never been a J Lo person, but it's like, oh, man, Shakira, man. good lord. Uh, let me I, tell you something. I had to I, smoke a cigarette when she was done. Lord have mercy. I, I might, I might disagree with you right there. I'm feeling a certain I, way. I don't disagree about Shakira, but I also, but I do disagree about J Lo because not my thing. Well, Shakira blew her much better vocalist. She's more talented. Period. Oh, I, I didn't know we were talking about. All of I didn't know we were talking about things. vocals. <laughs> we're, well, we're we're talking about where the vocals come from, too, my friend. Well, say something. Um, you know, we should probably just change subject. <laughs> <laughs> it is, you know, what's funny about the halftime show is, I think, a lot, obviously, for for obvious reasons, people talk about the, the musical act. I'm always curious about like what the what it is for the players because you know that's a that's a that's a long. You know, the Falcons dude. did not account for how long the halftime was a few years ago. It's. I think it's forty-five minutes. Yeah. You know, it's so in college football, the halftime. I think you're. I think you're in and out in fifteen. In the NFL, it's nine. Like you barely have time to even go in there and like take a leak and and kind of talk to your coach and come back out. But then at the Super Bowl, it's forty-five. Mm-hmm. I, I'm sitting there thinking to myself, okay, first of all, I'd get an IV. That's probably the first thing I do. I would have. You would have the trainers line up, start handing out IVs because the last thing you want to do is sit around, get tight, and then cramp when you go back out. I thought you're a big pill guy instead of an IV. Me? Yeah. No. Nice little. No. Uh, it, uh, <laughs> uh, salt tablets, man. Uh, I had a trainer in college that used to just always hand me salt tablets. My friends would always laugh because I'd just throw them under a, a towel or something. Are they chalky like uh, oh, dude, impossible to Impossible to get down. I could, like, you, you could never swallow them. They were always. It's well, it seems terrible. like it would just dry up your mouth. It did. And immediately. Suck up all the saliva. Immediately. And I'd have friends <laughs> that would just fill their mouth with Gatorade and throw about eight salt tablets in there and swallow them. I'm like, I don't know how you do that, dude. Like, that's disgusting. How long was the halftime show when Lynn Dawson was smoking the heaters? In Man, there? I love that. That's one of my favorite, <laughs> favorite of uh, sports photos of all time. Uh, that was a marching and drinking band. Drinking a fresca. They either had dogs with frisbees or or, yeah. or, or, or a marching Up with band. People. <laughs> <laughs> I 
It just you know you know what's funny is now they the halftime shows in college basketball. I don't know if y'all ever y'all ever heard of Red Panda. Yeah, I've seen her. I've it, seen her I live. Have too. Dude, I have too. Two thousand. 2013, I think ACC tournament. We was at it was at it was Phillips then, but it's with State Farm yeah. Arena now. Yeah, me and Arch. What went, year? I think it was 13. You sure it was at Phillips? Yes, that would have been. They would have done uh, the SEC tournament at the Dome yep. back then. Yes, they did. Um, that one year the tornado took the yeah. Roof yeah. Alabama yeah. was playing. Yeah. That's that when that Bama went. Was it Georgia went on their run? They did. Yep, they did. But uh, me and Arch, we did the show at the old station from outside of there, and. Because at the time, we were the flagship, if I'm not mistaken, of Georgia Tech still. And maybe it was 12, but it was 12 or 13. And me and Arch went in, watched the games, and Red Panda came out of halftime. I was like, oh, this is cool. <laughs> now they have the girl that does the uh, the paintings, and then we'll turn them upside down at the end. You know, she does the upside down paintings, and then flips it back over, and everybody's like, oh, that's what it was the whole time. I didn't know. Well, you know, uh, the Kelsey brothers have their uh, little podcast. There's this artist. She's incredible. And she was born with, uh, like, two fingers on each hand. She takes a football, uses the nose of a football, and drew the likenesses of the Kelsey brothers, and it's it's amazing. Like a big size football? Yeah, just just, like she just dabbed it. She just dabbed it, and just uh, what she created is nothing nothing short of amazing. That's impressive. My whopper hands, I can barely grip. <laughs> <laughs> She's painting with two fingers. That's pretty crazy. I mean, look that up. Look at that woman uh, painting the Kelsey brothers, deformed hand. Using the nose of a football, it's amazing. No it's shame. Amazing. I'm just going to show myself out of this conversation. What? Well, I mean, look at my hands; they're so small. Look at no, you! I just you look like uh, you look like Kristen Wiig's character on SNL when she had the doll hands. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I mean, I'm literally, uh, I'm literally the guy on the Whopper commercial. He is. Because you're already a small guy, but your hands even look smaller than than, than normal. They look, <laughs> they look smaller than they normally do right now. I'm like, what? Did my hands shrink overnight? You look like you can do one of those great turkey drawings with your hand that kids do in uh, grammar school. Oh I, oh, I made a mean hand turkey back in the day. I'm not going to lie. My kid did one uh, like six months ago that was a moose. You know, I put both. <laughs> his kid's hands are already bigger than mine. Oh, Dude, you man. should see his kid because he's, he's a big kid because well, I mean, it's it's Mike, like as a height, but he stands just like Mike. It, it, it is hilarious. He's got, he's got my stance. <laughs> yeah, got a little, yeah. My dad's got the same stance too. By the way, it's, uh, so it's, it's hereditary. Little, yeah, it's a uh, it's, it's a Johnson it's, it's lean. Genetic. It's the Johnson Ford lean. <laughs> the Johnson Ford lean. Like, I always look like I, I always look like I can't hear you very well. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's hilarious. <laughs> All right, here's a scenario for you, gentlemen. Brock Purdy craps the bed on Sunday. 49ers get rid of him. They bring in Kirk Cousins, kind of like, uh, kind of like uh, what the Rams did with Matthew Stafford and Jared Goff. I don't know if they can pay Kirk Cousins. I don't think they can because they've got. I'm Nick- talking th- at least theoretically. Yeah, it would it would work theoretically. They, they know they know each other from from Kirk Cousins' first stop. What about, does the possibility exist that Brock Purdy does not play well at all on Sunday? Would they? What if Russell Wilson was the answer? What if they brought in Russell Wilson because yeah. they could probably get him cheaper? And I think I think I do think that the one thing that will. It's a little bit of now he's got the track record, but I, I truly believe that Kyle Shanahan believes in his head that he can make anybody anybody with a certain skill set quarterback wise will fit his system. And I'm not <laughs> crapping on Purdy. I'm just saying you know they their window's wide open right now. It's, but a, it's not going to be wide open forever. It, it's a little bit unfair to me though that a guy who has made um, I think he's only got 
what, uh, six last year. Maybe 23, 24 starts, 25 starts, mm-hmm. and is thrown for over 5,600 yards with 44 touchdowns to a 15 interception ratio. And we're talking about benching him after he led his team to the to number one seed in the Super Bowl. Yep. And it's just, I get who he is, but at what point are we going to let hey, that go? Think about go? this, Alex Smith. Alex Smith won a lot of games in Kansas City, but uh, uh-uh, here comes, uh, here comes. Uh, doesn't this it go to show talent. you though? It's all about draft slot for quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. It's always, always, always about draft slot for quarterbacks because we'll sit here and say, "Is he going to get benched?" And at the and in the same breath, people that are listening to this conversation will wonder if Justin Fields is going to get 150 million or 120 million. Oof. You know what I mean? Right. And it's funny because Justin Fields is a first round draft pick, mm-hmm. and they will always, you will always, always, always. And I know that we're going to have this conversation coming up about Zach Wilson here in a minute. Zach Wilson, will he'll get another shot. And, and Zach Wilson, no matter what, like put Zach Wilson and Desmond Ritter next to each other all right, and talk about their career so far. Zach Wilson undeniably will get another shot before mm-hmm. Desmond Ritter with another team because of the fact that he was a first-round draft pick at quarterback. And another, another thing about Zach Wilson, he kind of made a buffoon of himself by not being accountable for anything, but – you do see, like with Desmond, you see little flashes here and there. You can see ability, yeah. but he can't seem to put it together. Well, it just it, it always I I find it so funny because we'll we'll it's it's always about perception and draft slot. And, and listen, I went off you know was it's been five months ago about the perception of the offensive skill players for the Atlanta Falcons and what Kyle Pitts is or is not. And there's there is just a faction of people that say, well, we got all this offensive talent. I mean, look at Kyle Pitts. But if you really watch Kyle Pitts this year, he's not that guy. He mm-hmm. hasn't been that guy, and it's frustrating because – What is it precisely about him? I know there, there was an injury issue. There seems to be no urgency. I, I, don't, I don't know. What, what, do you, what do you think it is? Because he's just a guy right now. Well, I, for me, and, and you can read between the lines because we've talked a lot about Raheem Morris' ability to connect with the locker room. We talked about it earlier this week where I said, I said when Raheem Morris was hired, it's more important than it's ever been to connect with guys in the locker room. It's more important than it's ever been. And he is specifically why. If you don't connect with a guy like Kyle Pitts, he's not going to play hard for you. He's not going to see, uh, you know, he's not going to see the end goal. He's going to see, oh, I got hurt. I don't want to take that many risks. Lack of maturity? Well, he is young, but I, I, think, I think there's a good bit. I don't think Mike's off with some of that. I think the way he was used in 21 was that offense was completely different. And that's why he was – and he had math. The delivery system right. was better. The offense was more suited to who he is. And I think he – and Mike, Mike probably got a really good point. Maybe he didn't love the way he was being used. But I also think that he played – I don't want to say scared because it's not fair. But he played hesitant due to the, to the concern of his injury that he had suffered last year. I don't think he played with trust in his own body last year. He was healthy at Florida the whole time, right? Yeah, for the or most part, he? he had he nothing like he he had uh, here. Like he had here, but he okay. had I think he had some things here and there where he missed some games. I, I'm 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 I remember distinctly. I know he also um, had a concussion due to a vicious hit coming across the middle. But uh, let me just bring this back up to y'all, and I'm gonna, uh, and you because we everybody talks about the 21 season when he's healthy. All right, when Kyle Pitts is healthy. What else was different about the 21 season? You said it was the guy delivering the football. Yeah. But the offense was different. Okay, the offense was different. Here's my point, though, about connecting with guys. It's the, it's the Julian Edelman line about Brady and Belichick, right? What did Julian Edelman come out and say uh, a month or two ago about Brady and Belichick? Belichick was the coach, but we played for Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. 
I think when you're Kyle Pitts and you're a rookie and Matt Ryan's your quarterback, you're playing for Matt Ryan will dig in your butt if you're not going a thousand percent and trying to get every catch and do everything possible. When that goes out the door and Mariota's under center, I don't think Kyle Pitts looked at it as, oh, I gotta have that urgency. And even worse, coming off an injury when it's when it's Desmond Ritter, he's That's not gonna presence. look out there and say, Well, I gotta go get this thing. Like, no, it, it has it's everything really to do with the leadership in that huddle. And respect. Here's your halftime entertainment from 1970. All right, coming up. Is this a Broadway so show? I questions. have a big problem with who got Defensive Player of the Year in the NFL. I'll tell you why next in, in the huddle. It's a morning shift, sports radio, 19-9 the game. Diamonds are a girl's best friend. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Odyssey celebrates the class of 2024, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. What are the haps? Start the day the right way with the morning shift. With Tiffany, Mike, and Bo. All right. All right. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. It's time to huddle up. Bring it in close. Bring it in close. The latest NFL news, rumors, reports, and happenings. Within the huddle on the morning shift. First and foremost, I want to my daughter, Jesus Christ. You know what I am. Nothing is possible. I want to thank my organization, you know, Baltimore Ravens, for, you know, finally getting this deal done. Um, <laughs> um, shout out to Eric, you know, shout out to Steve, Coach Harbaugh, you know, the whole, the whole unit. My offense, man, my offensive line, man, I can't thank them enough for what they've done. Um, I'm not out there blocking, you know, catching the ball, you know, uh, doing everything, you know, as my team, it's a team thing, you know, for these awards. And, you know, I want to thank my fellow man at home. Um, but you guys have a... Great night, and that's all, folks. That's <laughs> sure. Now, two-time MVP uh, Lamar Jackson. Old, kind of a shy Bugs kid, you, man, didn't he? You pull the old Bugs Bunny. Yeah. That's all, folks. <laughs> he, seems, he seems kind of a shy. Is that why he's uh, you don't see him in more commercials? Is it, is it kind of a because he is he, he seems like a very I, kind of shy, reserved dude. I, don't know. I, I think, feel like two is that way, and he, he gets commercials. I think commercials are about having someone out there pushing for you, and I think that. The lack of an agent with those connections maybe hurts him sometimes. Point. That's a great point. I think he's – I like him. Uh, I always have. I liked him back at Louisville. He seems like he – he. we don't – well, I guess we, we get to say it more than we when we actually think, but he gets it. He doesn't ever get in any trouble. He's he's never doing anything. He's, he just does – he goes out there and plays ball at a high level, and, and he stood his ground to get paid, which he deserved. Like, there's not a lot to – you know, as a, he's now a two-time MVP, and he was one vote away from being unanimous again. I mean, there's there's not a lot to di- there's a lot to like. Well, Is he a Hall of Famer now lot. with the second MVP? Well, think? let me let me ask you I this first so. before we get there. Let me let me ask you this question first before we get there. And I don't know the answer to this. Is there more two-time MVPs or more guys that won a Heisman and an NFL MVP? Which list is longer? 
because both are extremely impressive. Yep. I'm I not say, sure which one's longer, but the fact that you want a Heisman and you want a Heisman and two NFL MVPs, now you're in some serious rarefied air. I would say two-time MVPs are more common than Heisman and, and, and an MVP. I know, I, I know the amount of two-time MVPs are all quarterbacks, and I think he's the sixth or seventh one. Because Peyton Manning had multiple MVPs, yep. Tom Brady, yep. Aaron Rodgers, yep. Brett Favre, yep. Lamar Jackson. Um, and you're missing, you're missing two. Uh, Montana. Yep. And um, hmm, Elway. Nope. No. Marino. Not Marino. Nope. Okay. You well, want a hint? Played for the same team as Joe Montana. Yeah. So it was uh, Steve, Steve Young. Young. Steve Young. That's that was uh, my guy growing up because he's a lefty like I am. Yeah. I love Steve Young. Growing yeah. Up. There's no uh, left-handed quarterbacks now. Michael Penix is going to be Tua, my, my last. Oh, that's right. That's yeah. right. Tua, there was there was a there was a lull there. There's a lull there. Yeah. Uh, when uh, I mean maybe it was was it after Tebow was out? There was there was a lull like for for a minute there like uh, eight years ago. When did Lamar enter the? When did Lamar enter? Lamar's been saying. in year five. Year is six. it only year? Yeah. I he like came it. out what's. When was his last MVP? What was it, 19? 20. 20. Yeah, that was the right. unanimous one. All right. Miles Garrett. Now, I, I, I'm not going to break in his house and try to steal the award back, but T.J. Watt should have gotten Defensive Player of the Year. Now, look at Miles Garrett. 14 sacks, one in his last six games. T.J. Watt, 19 sacks, led NFL. M- Michael Parsons, too. I think yeah. uh, Miles Garrett, what's the way of thinking on that one? And if you go through all of their stats, T.J. Watt's superior to Miles Garrett. And I'm not begrudging Miles Garrett, but, you know, I'm just saying – for the sake of a conversation, I was kind of wondering about that. Really, uh, I, I, I was. When you said it, I was like, "I'm gonna go check this." You're, I think you're spot on. I think T.J. Watt had a better year in every category than Miles Garrett. Everyone, I, I don't know, I either equal or better. I, I, I don't get this. I don't know. I mean, the Browns' defense was better. The Browns' team was better, but I didn't think that counted. Here's here's what I'll say. Both these guys are very similar. The situations are very similar to this extent. They're both the best players on their team. Right. Right. They're, at this point, they're both – they're not – this is not a situation where no there's a quarterback there. on the other side of the ball and, you know, there's quarterback taking – so both these guys are the best player on their team. But I think the fact that Cleveland – and their defense more times than Pittsburgh did carried them to the victories in the record they have. What did they end the year at? Was it 11 and 6? I think they ended the regular season at. And that had so much to do with the defense and so little to do with the offense that I think that that's why Miles Garrett kind of comes up front. That's, that's the, a good point. Uh, the fact that you don't make the run in Pittsburgh, it's like, ah, okay, that was good, but what was the end? What was the end game? Uh, he was more impactful for his team's fortunes that's than exactly, uh, T.J. Yeah, Watt that's was. I so I can understand that. Yeah, that's okay. what I think it was. Right. How many two-time winners for the MVP? I have uh, Manning, Rodgers, Brady, Montana, Young, and Favre. Well, I mean, how many is that? One, two, three, four, five, six, now seven. Same number. Seven Heisman Trophy winners were named the AP MFL MVP. Paul Hornig, O.J. Simpson, uh, Earl Campbell, Marcus Allen, I'm a, uh, Barry Sanders, Cam <laughs> Newton. Such a different era of football. And Lamar. Isn't, isn't it such a different era of football? You listen to those running backs. I know. It's like <laughs> like, uh, two quarterbacks are on yeah. that list. That's it. Uh, you, you know what's uh, – but I, my question now, how many guys on that list won two NFL MVPs? I don't know, man. Zero. There was no crossover right there. <laughs> well, no, no Lamar. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's my point. Aside that's my Lamar. point. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's exactly my point. Like, he is in – 
Yeah. R- really rarefied air. Like when you talk about that. So I, I don't know, man. It's just he's he continues to make his mark. He continues to be impressive. I love that uh I, I love when he when he gives those and, and what made me think about that was listening to him speak at the podium and you start thinking about his Heisman speech. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, you think back on that and and how um how how awesome that was. So well, we're burying the lead story here. It's the fact that um there is a contingent on social media right now that is livid that the Defensive Rookie of the Year award went to Will Anderson and not Jalen Carter. And I was going through, you know, you know me. I like to have fun. Um, Jalen Carter, Mike's, Mike was telling me, Jaylen, and we were talking back and forth, Jalen Carter was really good in the, in the pass rush. Run game, not so he much. He was a dominant pass rusher this but year. But there was a tweet that I saw this morning, and it was hilarious because the guy goes, Jalen Carter was the best defensive tackle in the league for the first quarter of the season. <laughs> this is highway robbery. Yeah. And, and how I'm many gonna... quarters are there yeah, in the season? Right? It's like, so you were well, great 25% of the time. So for uh, for four and a half games, he was the best? Wow. I, I four and to, a quarter? To, to a lot of people's point, Jalen Carter, if you look at Vegas, was the odds-on favorite for a lot of this. I would say the first three quarters of the season, he was the odds-on favorite to be NFL Defensive Rookie of the Year. And it, and it kind of coincided with Philadelphia suddenly being awful yeah. uh, on defense. They just fell completely off the map. And at that point, the Texans get hot, and Will Anderson just slides higher and higher and higher and then jumps out and gets it. Now, how does Kevin Stefanski win Coach of the Year over Dan Campbell? Uh, because of the fact that Joe Flacco. I don't think Campbell was even second. Joe Flacco was his quarterback when Deshaun Watson got hurt, and then somebody else got hurt, and then you go to Flacco. And to drop back to the, the thing, I think Kobe Turner should have been the defensive player of the year. He was the, the best. Rookie, rookie he, yeah. Yeah, he was the best rookie defensive tackle in football. I don't care who he played next to. Jalen Carter played next to studs, too. It doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah. Will Anderson played across from Jonathan Grenard. Depending on what your agenda is. Well, he played with that guy. Well, no, that's They what all play do. with that's somebody. What, that's what people do. I know. Yeah. Well, he only won. That quarterback's only great because he had Jerry Wright. System quarterback. Yeah. What? What? System quarterback. It's a team game. There's 11 guys on the field. Yeah. Dude, it is. But but uh, I thought Kobe Turner, he had nine sacks. I mean, the guy was a – that's a guy that whether Raheem Morris coached the defensive line or not yep. was yes. developed under his tutelage, under his defense. They found a way to use Kobe Turner, who was, I think, a fifth round. It was a third or a fifth, something like that, draft pick. They found a way to use that guy at a high level. That's why guys get jobs. Yeah. Mm. Sean McVay should have been considered. Where did he finish? I mean, think about this. The Rams, this is supposed to be a tank year, as they say. Yeah. You know, then all of a sudden, they just start stringing together wins. They get better the win better. in the playoffs. Le- yeah. Les Snead needs to be talked about as one of the top three or four GMs in football right yeah. now because he made the ultimate gamble that said, blank these picks – I'm going to go win a Super Bowl, and we'll figure the rest out. And yep. he has figured the rest out. Now, Sean McVay gets a lot of credit, too. Uh, it's like yes. Raheem talked about in his press conference, that that cohesion, that relationship. That bromance, yeah. Yeah. I, I think you, you bring up Stefanski and Dan Campbell. I, I, I think D'Amico Ryans was actually second in the coach of the year. And, yep. and I think it's because of what they were last year compared to what they were this yep. year. And look, when you go through four quarterbacks, it's – Especially, especially in a city and a team like Cleveland, when they haven't had a quarterback in God knows how long, and point. somehow you've put a system in place where you can go through four of them and still go 11 and six, 
you deserve to be the coach of the year. Uh, and so I, I would have been fine with Dan Campbell. I'd have been really fine with D'Amico Ryan's, but right, right. I'm good with Stefanski, man. See what I've done twice today, Squid. You can learn from me. Always be excited about the notion of having your mind changed, but you're so dogmatic. You just plant your flag and you're stubborn as a mule with your little hands. That's it. Steak Shapiro says you leave my hands out of this. All right, they did nothing to you. I mean, could these hands do any damage? <laughs> Was that your pinky or middle? Fi- or uh, if I'm ever, if I'm ever, if I am ever accused of killing someone with my bare hands, you will know that it's absolutely false. They can't even fit around any. They couldn't fit around a chicken's neck. I feel like getting punched by a pool stick. <laughs> Mike, it's my favorite day of the week. We know why, don't we? It's Fair Foul Friday, Rob. I got some good stuff in here for you, buddy. You're going to love it. Fair Foul Friday on Mike Up. Coming up on the other side, Morning Shift Sports Radio, 929, the game. I have these tiny hands. Yes, it is a lovely morning, isn't it? Now, more of the Morning Shift on Sports Radio, 929, the game. It's time to rant. Excuse me? It's time to rage. It's time for Fair or Foul Friday on Mike Up. On the morning shift. Fair or Foul Friday on the morning shift. Sports Radio 929. The game. Mike, Bo, Robbie T sitting in with you on a Friday. A Super Bowl edition of uh, of the morning shift and a Super Bowl edition kind of in a lot of ways of Fair or Foul. So I hope you guys are strapped in. I read the statement. You guys tell me if it's Fair or Foul. You guys ready? Let's jump right into this Super Bowl talk. All right. Fair or Foul. Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey have two years left together after this season. Two years left together for Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. One of them will hang it up or go to a different team. Two years left together for Pat Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. Fair foul. I think it's fair. I'll start, Rob, um, since I'm just going to go ahead and jump in anyways. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's fair. I think uh, Travis Kelsey will probably retire in a few years and just do his podcast and travel the world with uh, whatever tour that Taylor Swift's on. <laughs> you think You think they got uh, two more years left? You think they're going the distance probably at that point. You got to be married if you're together two more years. Well, in Hollywood years. I mean, they're in love, so they I they could I, live in sin. Yeah. I, unlike, I guess, most people, if do you make, if you got find somebody that makes you happy, I hope it lasts for you. I, I don't, I agree. I mean, I, I dude, it's I'm gonna, happy. It's not I think, last. I don't care if it does or not. It doesn't affect me one bit. Not one bit. I don't care. Although there's going to be a lot, of, but, uh, you know, there are a lot of people be burning their, their Kelsey jerseys if they ever break up. They'll be also the ones that bought them this year because of Taylor Swift. But. Liberty couples are tough, man. It's tough to make it last. What? So <laughs> I'm just laughing at how you, you, how you, cultish and how deified. It's just weird to me. It's just weird worshiping someone like that. I don't get it. But anyway, you know what? I, I'll say fair on that. I think Kelsey retires in a couple of years. Yeah. I think, I think his brother comes back for one more year. I do, too. I think his brother was a little premature. One last run out. when he when he decided. Plus, that. seeing his brother go back Super Bowls, because their windows open in Philly. Is he a free agent in Philly? Uh, does he want to know? I do not know. I do not know. Um, all right, let's stay on this. Uh, let's stay on the same kind of topic. If Andy Reid retires, and I know that he said he's probably not going to, but if he were to, if Andy Reid retires after the game on Sunday, Kyle Shanahan is the best coach in the NFL. Kyle Shanahan is the best coach in the NFL. If Andy Reid retires, fair or foul, Squid, we'll start with you. Oh, um, well, I'm going to – I think it's debatable, but I think Sean McVay has to be in there. I think Mike Tomlin has to be in there. So, I'm going to say foul. I, I think there's a lot of guys – I thought for sure you were going to say John, John Harbaugh. I thought for sure that that was going to be the next name out of your mouth. Well, He's kind of the elder statesman at that point. Look, Shanahan's got to get a Super Bowl to, to be in that category. 
But Harbaugh, the thing about it is Harbaugh has had a lot of chances to win more Super Bowls, and he's only got that one. Kind of like, you know, Mike Tomlin's only got one Super Bowl, and it was a long time ago. Long, long time ago. When, when's the last time they won a playoff game, even? Well, right? it, was, it was Roethlisberger. Yeah. That, I mean, so it, I think it's a debatable, but I would actually put McVay probably over Shanahan. No, but, it's Brian Dable. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got to get this story out of the way. This kind of came. Well, I didn't uh, get to answer yet. Though. I, oh, I, I, I thought you said. Uh, I thought you said it's foul. It is, no, go it, ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, Sorry, that's on me. That's fair. I'll go. Okay. I'll go ahead and say it's fair. All right. All right. You good? I'm good. All right. <laughs> I got to get this out. This came out after uh, after the show yesterday, and uh, my my fair foul is that this man deserves a corporate reprimand. All right, the fair foul. Dylon deserves a corporate reprimand. Oh. Now, here's the story behind this. I didn't know this till yesterday. A week ago, a week ago Thursday, so now eight days ago, Dylon was playing in a playoff basketball game in his league. All right, He's down by two. He, gets, uh, he goes up for a three-pointer and gets fouled with one second left on the clock. So he's down by two, gets three free throws at the end of the game, one second left. He bricks two of them, and they lose by one point in the playoff game. Dylon deserves a corporate wow. reprimand for his inability to tell us that story for the last week. May, may I Fair go? Foul. Go ahead. Because anytime we question his athletic prowess, he will he, he launches himself into the studio from yeah. back there behind the glass. But now he's cowering. Now, now he's, he's hiding cowering. under the desk. Not yeah. to mention this is the same person that made his girlfriend, future fiance, yeah. film him playing in this little he, league of his. He made her do an and one mixtape for him. And then he tweeted it from the 9 through 9 account. Yeah. Ah. And one mixtape. By made, the way, Rob, mixtape. this is the second time, not one, but second time he has choked on the free throw line and cost his team a game. I don't know. I, 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 two I, for, with the game on, all he has to do is make two of the three. And then he hides under and it. And then he hides. He wasn't going to tell us till after he played the next game, which was last night, which I'm assuming y'all lost. They lost again. <laughs> he had to. He I'm assuming. It up by did now. you choke? <laughs> you know what? I'm, I'm going to say Fowl because I love him like a nephew. I, I love that kid so, oh, so much. So you're the Jalen Carter of the team. You scored the first points. You didn't do anything <laughs> after that. It's good for you. <laughs> he said, well, gonna, I scored the first seven points. I'm going to say he's going to learn from that from that experience. You know. All he's right. Let's knock some it. of these out. Let's uh, let's speed up a little bit. How about this one? Najee Harris will rush for a thousand yards in 2024. I'm not going to give you all any other. Any other antidotes on top of that? Just talking about the offensive situation up in Pittsburgh now. Najee Harris rushes for 1,000 yards in 2024. What do you think, Squid? Oh, Fair Artie's foul. got it going. <laughs> Fair. Oh, Artie. Artie with a big back once again. Artie gets his big back up there in Pittsburgh. What do you think, Rob? I'll say fair because I, the quarterback's going to have to lean on him, whoever that quarterback may be, I think. Uh, all right, here we go. Uh, no such thing as bad chicken wings. It's like pizza. All of it's good. Some of it's just better. There's no such thing as bad chicken wings, though, right? Ah, foul, because sometimes that foul can be foul. Sometimes you get, like, a bad batch, and it's, like, slightly gamey or something to miss about them. Yeah. yeah okay. There, there it is. Yeah. All right. So, yeah. Repeat the question. No such thing as bad chicken wings. It's like pizza. Like, no matter what, it's good. Just some are better than others. No such thing as bad chicken wings. Yeah, I mean, I kind of agree with that. I'm not a big fan of flats, but I agree with that. Okay, Eli Manning is a Hall of Famer. He'll be eligible starting next year. Eli Manning, two-time Super Bowl MVP. Uh, this is going to be a hot-button topic probably for the next year. Eli Manning, Hall of Famer. Just how clutch he is in the postseason. We'll He's 2-0 and against Brady in the Super Bowl. He's going to get in by virtue of that and his last name. If you believe Matt is a Hall of Famer, then you 
have to believe Eli Manning's all yeah, he's got He's got two more Super Bowls over the GOAT. The biggest knock on Eli that people have is his last name. And he wasn't as good as Peyton overall, but he was more. Cl- I thought he was more clutch. I, I I don't have a problem with Eli Manning getting in. I think it's just a lot of people want to hate on a lot of people, and you know they. I want to see what those people did with their lives. I just want everybody to thrive and be happy. There it is. Uh, speaking of thrive and be happy, here's, Swift. here's another. Uh, here's another no two timer. Here's another two timer. Lamar Jackson is already a Hall of Famer. I think so. Fair. Two time MVP. I think if he never played another down again, based on what he did in those years, yeah, absolutely. The, that would be the small. That would have to be the shortest career that's ever in Hall of Fame. Yeah, right. Right. I mean, at that point, uh, I don't know about the another down thing. Play a few more years, but I think he's already stamped it. Speaking of which, how come did we not mention Patrick Holmes as a two-time MVP earlier? He's won two MVPs, hasn't he? How did I miss that? I think he's won two MVPs. Anyways, uh, maybe it's only one. Maybe I'm not. Maybe I'm not. Oh, he's right not track. celebrated enough. So that, that was, yeah, I was gonna say. No, yeah, we haven't yeah. brought him up enough today. <laughs> um, all right. Bo and I are headed down to Daytona next Thursday. Uh, six days away, we're going to get done with the show. We're going to jump in my truck, and we're going to drive down to Daytona for Speed Weeks. 500 weekend, next weekend. Uh, fair, foul, Rob, I'll start with you. Me and Bo may kill each other in the six-hour drive. We may actually kill each other at um, one point in the well, truck. Well, there'd only week. be one death, and that'd be squid. <laughs> so if it's foul. Well, it depends on if we're using hands. <laughs> You stabbed me to death with those hands. Those things are so small. He is like, a two-time okay. MVP, by the way. He'd bother yeah, you I, to I death with what he do. I don't, know how, I don't know how I missed Mahomes. It must have been an older list. No, because what I'm going to do is uh, I'm probably going to – I don't get my – I guess I'm putting my plan out here now. I'm, I'm probably going to try to lean that seat back. And You're going to do that to me? Yeah. Unbelievable. Reach Nobody down likes a sleeper between your legs, the lean the seat, seat back. back. Nobody like, I, Actually, I changed my mind. Why don't you drive? I'll, I'll, that way. I don't sleep in cars, so. We still taking your truck? No, we'll take yours if you drive. Why can't I drive your truck? Yeah, we'll put some put some miles on those new tires of yours. See if we can get some threads showing sooner than later. Uh, all right, how about this? Woody Johnson yesterday, I don't know if y'all caught this, Woody Johnson, owner of the Jets, comes out and says, we didn't have a backup quarterback last year. Uh, and kind of taking that slight at Zach Wilson. Anybody missed that? Can you look that up? Uh, Zach Wilson will never start another NFL game. How about that one? Fair or foul? Zach Wilson will never start another foul. NFL game. Foul. That's foul. Because he'll be a backup quarterback. Um yeah, yeah, that's foul. It, it, there's, that's foul. Yeah, yeah, foul. He'll show up somewhere and start a couple of games here and there. Uh, Got to talk about, uh, well, before we get to that one, how about this? Belichick should go the saving route and find a TV job. Bill Belichick should go the saving route and find a TV job. I think that's fair. He has more personality than you think. Because you hear Edelman and everybody talk about it, he has a little bit more than you think, even though he's on the spectrum and socially <laughs> awkward. Fair foul, Bo. Belichick should find a TV job yeah uh, I think he's really good but I think he needs to be what he needs to do is that that Sunday morning show that ESPN has the NFL films with uh Cosell's uh nephew or yeah. whatever um that's um that's what he needs to be doing he would be NFL if NFL Network would get one of those shows and put it like on prime time and have Belichick breaking down film like Baldy does on Twitter but down on a show like that and have you got to put the right host with him, though. You've yeah. got to have a good, he, charismatic. Yeah, he need. Well, he needs someone that can that that knows how to bring, like, to ask the right questions at the right time and engage with Bill. It would be phenomenal, and the average fan would learn so much from it. All right, real quick, I got three left, so we're gonna bust through these first two really quickly. And I think this is a slam dunk. There will never be another kick returner in the Hall of Fame. Devin Hester, mainly a kick returner. The way the rules are now, there will never be another kick returner. Oh, that's in the Hall fair. Of Fame. Yeah, that's 100% fair because the Cordero Patterson owns the uh, 
all the ki- yep. all the returns, punt and kickoff combined or whatever. All right, Patrick Mahomes will make a bad decision before Brock Purdy on Sunday. Patrick Ooh. Mahomes will make a bad decision before Brock Purdy. Try to do too much. Try to show out. It's the Super Bowl. You know what? I, I'll, I'll just say fair because everybody expects uh, Brock Purdy to kind of struggle yeah. in the first it's half like he kind of how things work, has. isn't it? Yeah, it's just, that's just football. It's yeah. just life. Ball usually bounces the other direction. Right. Yeah, I agree with Rob. All right, lastly, two of the five Hawks starters, as we sit, will be gone before next season. Two of the five Hawks starters right now will be gone before the start of next season. DeJounte, Capella, DeAndre, whoever it may I'll be. I'll say fair. There's going to be some seismic Got to move some activity. money around either way. Yeah, seismic activity in the offseason since they stood pat. And we're going to sit here and do the play-in thing again. So, yeah. I yeah, that's fair. Um. That's fair. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I don't know. You're frustrated. I, I'm, I'm, You're frustrated. I'm frustrated as a fan of this team because I'm beyond frustrated to the point where I don't care anymore. I don't know what. I feel like I've said the same thing over and over again, but there's nothing new to say. It's the exact same thing every year, and it's frustrating because 21 was so freaking fun. Yeah. It was so much fun. And then the rug is just yanked out from under you. Yeah. Uh, we had that Hawks run that, that ended and right about the time the Braves started to get their stuff together. It was still maybe a month out and nothing. Hey, for Wake Up Call, Rob, I got, a, I got an idea. Let's have people tell us what they're doing for the Super Bowl as far as food. Because you know I love food. 404-726-0929. And this hour brought to you by uh, Zero Res. Yeah, as far as the Hawks go, it's like uh, – it's like some toxic relationships I've been on. I just love them more than they love me. <laughs> and they and they still randomly message you here and there. Yep, that's random. what the Hawks do. I feel like when they got when they go on a four game winning streak, that's like that's that, a random. That's message. like a random text out of nowhere. Like, oh wait, wait. Oh no, same person. <laughs> All right, wake up call next. The morning shift. My name is Rob Tribble. Sports Radio, nineteen ninety game. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Odyssey celebrates Father's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. 